Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking care of business. We are in the last week of uh, August into the first week of September, coming up on Labor Day. And your mother's birthday? Yes. I was waiting for that. Today is my mother's birthday. Well, today, if you're listening to us on Wednesday. Yeah, if, if, you are, if you're listening to this, this live. This is on four different days. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. <laughs> If you are his, his mother's birthday is August the thirtieth. Yes. So depending upon where you're at in the world, if you are in the uh, eastern part of the state in the Greenville area and listening to this live, today is mom's birthday. Happy birthday to her! And we'd appreciate it if you would send um, money. Yeah, money because she likes money, and so do you. Well, that's true, but I was going to, um, you know, I was going to think of it as like a love offering because she has to put up with the two of us when all of us are together. So think of it as like a love offering. It, it, yes, your mother is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Happy birthday to her. She is. Turning another year this year. And that's all I'm going to say because she will because she will be listening to this. She's one of, I think, two people that listen every week. Not to mention the fact if you mention her age, um, she becomes very violent. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, okay, we're going to get on. What is your show? Yeah, uh, actually, introduce us. First. Yeah. Well, is there anything we need to talk about before? Anyway, happy birthday, mom. Just wanted to. Um, Wanted, we needed to mention that. So, uh, anything we need to talk about today? Top of mind, something to not necessarily rant about, but any is there anything that, that we need to discuss? The debates are coming up, and they're uh, or either they're coming up or they were last week. I can't I can't remember. I, we uh, I do want to mention this. We had a, a lunch with a, one of our banker friends a couple of three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I, I was of the opinion that we are through with interest rate raises. He is fairly confident. That there'll be two more increases before the end of the year. Now, this is what I'm befuddled about. Two more increases would mean one of them would have to be in October, November, which I think would have a significant negative impact on the uh, Holly Hollywood on the um, holiday shopping season. From a political perspective, why would you want to wipe out the holiday shopping season when you're running for president? So I'm a, I don't necessarily know that I now he's got better sources better obviously feelers, yeah. yeah so I, I don't know if he's right or wrong but I'm really surprised that they think there's going to be two more bumps I thought we were done well if you look at the inflation rate so the 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 federal the Federal Reserve's target interest rate is two percent they want to average two percent inflation year over year all right last year obviously they were not even close to that last year it ran totally out of control. As it stands right now, the inflation rate is hovering around three and a quarter percent, three point two five percent. So they are within range of a soft landing, what we call a soft landing, and and some would argue that they're at a soft landing. Soft landing in this in this case just means that um, they have cooled off the economy enough to allow it to stabilize without putting it in free fall or without stalling it. Um, they've, they've thrown enough water on the fire so that it's now just 
simmering rather than uh, a raging inferno and without putting out the pilot light. Um, and I have to wonder if they will adjust what their target inflation rate is, because as you probably heard us talk about it, the days of, you know, a zero percent uh interest rates for anything are, are probably by the wayside, probably gone. Um, I think we're, we're moving more towards a, like for a mortgage of a five and 6% mortgage as a standard, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Obviously it's not as pleasant as a two or 3% mortgage, but it's a much more realistic and sustainable number. And so I have to wonder if the fed will come back and adjust what their target inflation rate is, you know, instead of it being two, maybe they'll bump it up to three, but that's kind of what's puzzling us right now is they're, they're right near where they want to be. So why would they raise it two more times in order to, uh, to me, it just seems like it would undo all of, all of the the work that has been done so far. And may I have a momentary rant? Yes, please do. For those of you that think Trump was the son of Satan, <laughs> now I think he's a moron. I agree with that. But of the last eight years of President Obama, the four years of Trump, and then the four years we've got with this moron Biden in office now, if you're completely honest with yourself, you would have to say, I don't care if you're a yellow dog, well, yellow dog Democrat. I don't care. Uh, he was good for the country. Now, he may not be a good person. I'm not going to judge that. But the economy has been a disaster 12 of the last 16 years, all under Democratic leadership. And those of you that are, and then I'll shut up, those of you that are woke, you're destroying cities with this. You're destroying brands with this. It doesn't work. The vast majority of us, A, don't care about it, and B, don't want to hear it. I will step off my soapbox now. Yes. That, no, that's okay. That, that's good, uh, especially with the election coming up. Um, anyway, let's get into who we are. My name is George Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial financial planner at the Journeys Group as well. Yes. Uh, we are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina, right outside of Greenville. Our phone number is 252-304-1019. Again, 252-304-1019. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we rotate on it. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. It has links to our social media, to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our YouTube channel. Uh, it has uh, upcoming events. There's a page for upcoming events. Our next one will be October the 9th and 10th here in Greenville. It'll be our retirement seminar. Um, it, and last but not least, it has the podcast housed on, or there's a, a link that will take you to 19 different podcast platforms where you can listen to uh, old episodes. Um, I either pick your favorite platform or the one with the prettiest logo, depending on your preference. Um, one thing we're, we're trying to mention this every week, uh, check us, really check us out on YouTube. We got a uh, couple dozen videos up there, I think, all about different, different topics. Um, webinars that we've done in the past are housed up there as well. The, the, the recording of those is, is housed up there. Um, so yeah, check us out. Uh, uh, subscribe to us up there. Drop a like on any of the videos that you like. If there's something that you want to hear us talk about, uh, leave us a comment and say, hey, I'd, I'd love to see a video about this. Um, we're always looking for, for feedback about that. Uh, but only positive feedback. If you don't like it, just don't say anything because we'll delete it. 
Uh, I think if they don't like it, they should. I don't want to see it. If they don't like it, I don't want to hear it. If they don't like it, they're not going to listen anyway. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check us out on YouTube. Uh, and I think that's everything uh, Everything that we need to talk about for that. Uh, what are we talking about today? You know, I have no concept because this is your show. Yes. I'm just following. I'm the co-host today. <laughs> we are talking about risk tolerance and risk capacity. We're, we're going to talk about risk today. Um I thought you were going to say something. Um, you were, you were, yeah. you were, you were priming for a yawn. So I thought you were going to no, say something. No, it wasn't something. really a yawn so much as it was um, shutting down the inappropriate part of my brain. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're talking about risk, which is a rare event. <laughs> we're talking about risk today. Um, when we talk about risk, there are two measures of of risk when it comes to your finances and your investments. You, we have risk tolerance and we have risk capacity. We're going to talk about what each of them are. Um, how they interact with each other and just some very, very basic general uh, landmarks, I guess is a good word for based on where you are in life, where you ought to be. Um, what do you think is the more important of the two? The book would tell you risk capacity. I would tell you risk tolerance. Why? Um, well, let's let, first of all let's let's explain what the two of them are. Ri- let's start with risk tolerance. Risk tolerance is is an emotional measure. Risk tolerance is how much risk you are willing to take on, how much risk you can tolerate. All right, it is an emotional measure. There's no um, uh, dollars and cents number for how to measure risk tolerance you know it doesn't come down to this formula can tell you this or whatever uh, it's based on a gut check um, the a question that you'll often hear uh, people in this industry ask you when they're trying to gauge your risk tolerance is how would you react if your portfolio dropped 20 percent tomorrow and that determines your risk tolerance if your gut reaction is to or your, your reaction would be i'm getting out immediately all right that's a very risk tolerant. That's a very different risk tolerance from somebody that says, well, I'd, obviously I'd be upset, but it is what it is. You know, I knew what I was getting myself into. Those are two very different risk tolerances. This varies wildly uh, with your age, your temperament, any investing experience that you've had, your financial goals, your investment philosophies. If you take three 50 year olds, they're going to have three very different risk tolerances based on personal experiences that they've had. You take somebody that went through 2008 and lost 50% of their portfolio. They're going to have a very different risk tolerance from somebody else that lost 50% of their portfolio. Person A may have never gotten back into the market because they don't ever want to experience that again. Person B may never have gotten out of the market and said, oh, well, whatever. It is what it is. I'm playing the long game anyway. Uh, it's also based on on um, the financial goals that you have and and what strategy and philosophy that you hold. Your invest- We've talked about investment philosophy before and how important that is. And the big question here is how much risk do I feel comfortable with? So that's your risk tolerance. That is totally um, specific to you. There's no, like I said, there's no formula or measure or dollars and cents measurement for your risk tolerance. All right, let's talk about risk capacity. Your risk capacity is how much risk you should take 
in order to achieve your financial goals. So it's not how much you, you're willing to take. It's how much you should take. This is quantifiable. This is something that we can put numbers to and dollars and cents to. This is a material measurement. All right. It's based on your current situation and your goals. So where you are right now and where you're trying to get to. Well, it's based on, we just, well, current situation would be age, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. Age or whatever. Or um, we, we had a client come in last week that, or a new client, potentially a new client, done very well, um, has a significant stock portfolio. And really, that's the only um, market investments they have. Mm-hmm. She and her husband both have pensions, Social Security. They've got they've got a chunk of money coming in every month, guaranteed. And but she's still horrified if she loses the stock market game. Mm-hmm. And we pointed out to her, hey, if you lost every dime you had in the stock market, it's not going to, you know, you're still going to have this much in earnings coming in a month. So she is somebody that risk averse. It's, it's it's an interesting combination. She's not risk averse in that she's not necessarily worried about the market, but she's risk averse to uh, if my income goes down. Yeah. Which is a like, and and that's a very unique risk tolerance. Whereas her husband is just kind of is is i don't want to say the total opposite but he's he's much more just kind of go with the flow you know he he in his mind all right we've got this income coming in if the the stocks do well that's awesome if they don't do so well eh, it's no big deal so again they're they're at the same stage in life i mean they're one household so same stage in life that her finances impact his finances all of that and they have two very different risk tolerances um what it and then what what our, where our job comes in in terms of the dollars and cents is this risk capacity. You know, how much should you be taking on? Um, this varies with a- assets and liabilities, liquidity, income, uh, what the purpose of the investment is. The, the question here is how robust and resilient is my overall financial situation? Uh, and, and these two things clash a lot because there are there's a lot of people whose risk tolerance don't match their risk capacity and that can go in either direction you can be um you can have way more tolerance than you should all right which means that you're going to be way more aggressive than you should be all right if you are if you're 60 years old and you want to retire at 65 and you are 100% in the stock market and you're not worried about it. Okay. Obviously, you have very high risk tolerance, but your risk capacity is much lower than what your tolerance is. So they're not jiving together, which means you're you're putting yourself in danger of um, potentially not being able to retire when you want to and not achieving your goals because you're being too risky. All right. Let's look at the other hand. On the other hand, your risk tolerance can be lower than what your risk capacity could be. Um and we we see this more often than than the than the other way around. We see this more often than people's tolerance being higher than their capacity. People will say, "I don't want anything to do with the stock market. It scares me. I don't like it. Hey, I don't. I don't. I don't want to lose any money." All right. In reality, their 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 capacity is is higher than their tolerance because we we've talked about this before. No matter where you are in life, no matter how old you are, what your situation is, there should be at least. <clears throat> there should be some percentage of your assets that are invested in the stock market. What changes is how aggressive the makeup is. You know, right now, <clears throat> excuse me, my investments are wide open aggressive because I'm not planning on touching them for the next 35 to 40 years at least. 
compare that to my parents. My parents have a much more conservative holding because they don't have 35 or 40 years before they're going to start taking money out of their investments. And so their capacity is much lower. And interestingly enough, your tolerance is much higher than your capacity, but you recognize the fact that, that in the, in your scenario, your capacity is more important than your tolerance. Well, it's because my scenario encompasses your mother as well. Exactly. And so I have to design a platform for us that uh, protects her. Um, and, I mean, and, and her tolerance is much different than yours. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and so, and if I'm not here, then the risk becomes even um, a bigger factor because now that you work here, she can. I would presume you help her manage the portfolio. Yes. But, um, but so what I do is I have some aspects of our investments that are extremely high risk, but they do not have an impact on our retirement. Uh, if they do, it's a positive only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by that, I mean I've done the financial planning, presuming that that never that really risky thing wasn't a player. But people have to understand that um, there is no such thing as a free lunch. And in today's world, if you want a return of three or four or five, well, not three, but five or six or seven percent, you either have to take some risk or you have to lock that money up for a period of time. There's only two ways to do it. Oh, I, I thought you were. No, uh-uh. Yeah, um, I, was, I had pontificated <clears throat> enough. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that, and that's that's what you have to weigh is that okay? In order to achieve my goals, there's a certain amount of risk that has to be taken in order to to achieve those goals on a dollars and cents basis. Okay, but on the other hand, you can't ignore your emotions and your feelings when it comes to taking on that risk. We tell people all the time if. We recommend something to to somebody, to a, a, a potential new client. We develop a plan. We show them the plan, recommend stuff, and they don't like something about it. Don't do it, all right? Because you need to be comfortable with your investments. If you are taking on more risk than what you can stand, even if it's the right thing to do in terms of the, the, the risk capacity you should take, this is why I say risk, I think risk tolerance is more important. If you are taking on more than you're willing to stand, you're much more likely to have a knee-jerk reaction when things are not when things are not good. You're much more likely to have a knee-jerk reaction and go off kilter from the plan. All right, you're much more likely to um, call your person when the market is having a down run and demand that they get you out of it, locking in those losses and hurting yourself in the long run. That's why that's why I think tolerance is more important than capacity. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I was thinking yesterday, how many times have we seen portfolios in the last year for people that were retired or on the brink of being retired? And they had this, I mean, like the one we saw last week where we were talking about earlier was wide open aggressive. And I mean, it's insane. It, it, this, it's not an appropriate portfolio for a 68-year-old fixing to retire. Um but there's some reticence on their part about getting rid of it because it's what they've had for the last 10 or 15 years is done well. And so they're, I would say they were risk blind. There's a large capacity of people that are risk blind. They haven't uh, put the thought process in place. You know, the whole point behind turning a portfolio down in your, before you retire is let's suppose that, well, in this case, this portfolio was a half million dollars. 
All right, half a million dollars under our tutelage will kick out $25,000 a year of income. Now, if it's on the stock market, and this was, suppose six months before they retire, the market drops, and they lose uh, $50,000. So now instead of a half a million, they got a $450,000 portfolio. Well, now their income just dropped from 25000 down to 22000 Now, you may be going, oh, that's not much. That's only $3,000. And my point is, yes, assuming, A, that's all it drops, and B, it wasn't necessary. I think people have to – I think people need to spend more time understanding risk and understanding that unless you're enormously wealthy – there's always going to be some risk. And how you manage that risk by having balancing out with some non-risk investments, perhaps, uh, is what makes the difference between night and day. But unless you're enormously wealthy, if you retire one day, you're going to have to take on some risk. You can't put everything in your 401k and cash and bonds and make 2% and think you're going to retire one day. Uh, and so you, you got to be you know, recognizing your personal risk tolerance and realizing that you may have to override that to to achieve your financial goals. Yeah, it's more important to consider the risk, to, to understand your risk tolerance, because, but the, the risk tolerance is, I think, is much easier to adapt than your risk capacity. Your risk capacity will naturally adapt over time. It will naturally change. As you get closer to retirement, your capacity is going to change automatically. Uh, because as you get closer to retirement, as you get older, your risk capacity gets less and less because you can't afford to take on as much. And it, it, okay, let me back up. If you have a proper financial plan, a properly allocated portfolio, your capacity should get less and less. A lot of times we'll see it where somebody's capacity is way too high, but it's because they had the, the, the plan that was set for them wasn't planned very well. They did not they didn't factor in whatever they needed to factor in. And so now they're 60 years old and they need to be way more aggressive just to get where they need to be. So, so many plans we see are designed for today. And then 20 years later, they're still designed for today. That, that's what I mean is that the, the capacity either wasn't uh, adapted or it wasn't designed to be fluid um, or it was just never considered in the first place. And again, we see a lot of that with people um, where they just kind of set it and forget it. And they look around one day and they're way too aggressive. And and unfortunately, most of the time when people look at it, it's after we had a year like last year where their 401k drops precipitously and they never stop to look at it and they go, oh, wow, I am. Uh, oh, man, I need to I need to adjust this. And at that point, it's too late. It might be too late. Not necessarily. Um but understanding these two, understanding your toler- understanding your tolerance is something that you can do. Understanding your capacity is something that we can do, something that a, a financial planner can do. Um, if you have questions about this or if you want to talk more about this, if you want some help figuring this stuff out, give us a call, 252-304-1019. Again, 252-304-1019. Our job as financial planners is um, – to align your investments with your tolerance and your capacity. Um, the capacity is really important because it's what it's the level of risk that has to be taken in order to achieve your goals. It is equally as important to make sure that it matches up with your tolerance. 
however, a lot of times, if we can, if we can, I was going to say a lot of times that means you may have to change your risk tolerance. You may have to be willing to be a little bit uncomfortable with your investments for a little while. Sometimes you may have to be willing to take on risk to to just blindly st- stick your head in the sand, like you said earlier, and say, "I'm just going to put uh, I'm going to put my 401k in cash and bonds because I don't want to lose any money." Uh, that's I don't want to say foolish, but you're hurting yourself. I mean, you are just you're absolutely destroying your plan and any hope of it. That's why it's so important to have a plan uh, because if you have a plan, you can look back and you can see, okay. I've got to be at this risk level for this amount of time in order to achieve this goal. And then at this point, this is where the risk is going to go because I'm, you know, it's, it's very easy to, I find that it's much easier to match your tolerance to the capacity with that written plan because you can look at it and you can see, okay, where am I in the plan? All right. How close am I to uh, backing down? Uh, You know, you can see it as a living, breathing beast rather than just a, um, a gamble as so many people see the stock market. You can see it as a, as a strategy rather than a, a gamble. Uh, and I think changing the language in your head and again, just having that plan and being able to talk to your planner and say, okay, I've got some concerns about this. Walk me through, walk me through this. Help me understand this, uh, is, is monumental in helping your tolerance match up with your capacity. So again, if we can help you with this, 252-304-1019. Quick recap as we are winding down. Tolerance, risk tolerance, what you are willing to stand emotionally, uh, what you can stand in your gut uh, versus capacity. Capacity is what you should be taking on. How much risk should I be taking in order to achieve my financial goals? Um, Both of them are important, but they have to work in tandem. Um, so any last thoughts? Yeah, no, just recognize the fact that your risk tolerance may not be logical. Yes, indeed. Um, anyway, hear the music in my ears. So we better head on out. I appreciate y'all letting us spend some time with you today. I hope you have a great rest of your week. We look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Take, Take care, care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.